Good morning. Welcome to Sunday service of FCC. Are you all excited about the relaxing of rules that's going to happen on Tuesday? Oh, I only see woohoo up in the hive. But anyway, as I was uh, attending some courses uh, over the weekend, then, you know, I mean, even with two years of this lifestyle of like online services, Zooms, and like on site services, I'm still very uncomfortable with, you know, the online service because you do not know the engagement. And our instructor was like, oh, you know, you should type, type this, type that, so that, you know, you're totally engaged. But today, no worries. Uh, for those people online, I'm not asking you to type anything. And even for those people on site. But what I hope is that at this moment, as we settle in to actually attend a Sunday worship for us to connect with God, if we find our minds wandering, if you find yourself thinking about you know, lunch or what to do after service, etc. Just pull your thoughts back and really just be in the present so that we may connect with God and with each other just for these two hours. So let us now prepare our hearts with a call to worship. Come in, come in and sit down. You are a part of the family. We, we are, are lost and we are found, and we, and we are, are part, part of, of the family. family. We know, God, that we who have gathered here are a part of the family, but we also know that the family is much bigger still. There are people, there are people we, we don't, don't understand, understand. There, there are people we disagree with, there are people we don't like, and there are people who don't like us. Challenge us, God, to expand our vision of family. Until, until we, we see all of creation, creation as one big family. family. Amen. So let us join the worship team together as a big family and worship God together. Land of my will by yours be done Shake my foundations till I come undone And let my walls fall to the ground Build my heart to face the sound Land on my will by yours be done Shame my foundations till I come undone And let my walls fall to the ground Build my heart to face the sound Of your voice calling me to rise from the I hear your voice calling me to trust you instead I hear your voice calling me to move out in faith I hear your voice, I hear your voice I have been healed, I'm whole again
foundations do I command And let my walls fall to the ground Build my heart to face the sound Of your voice calling me to rise from the dead Like a seed in the snow 
the sake of a There are several parts to today's prayer. We pray for the world, our nation, our church, and individuals facing various struggles. We will pray for those close to us. And I will end by reading a reflection about prayer from an anonymous source. Let us pray. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, and God, you are refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. The eyes of the world are on Ukraine, but you are present with its people, and you intimately know each adult and child's fears and uncertainty. You mourn every loss of life. How long, O oh Lord, will you continue to witness violence and destruction? While the leaders of Russia and Ukraine struggle to defend their interests, May you work through local authorities to act wisely and effectively to protect civilians. We pray that aid will soon reach the places where they're needed and cool emotions so that the conflict won't escalate. We pray for our nation, for people struggling to find jobs that meet the rising costs of living. We pray that government leaders will go beyond providing temporary relief and address systemic causes of income inequality. You are God who liberates people trapped in cycles of poverty and other demeaning circumstances. In our context, please create more space for academic and press freedom so that people can organize and participate in works of justice. Although we expected the challenge to Section 377A of the Penal Code to fail, Many of us still felt disappointed and frustrated with the majority who remain indifferent or opposed, especially those in religious communities. Help us be courteous towards people with different opinions so that we may not damage our witness as followers of Christ. We pray for the leaders in our church, for the faithful service of the board members and ask that you will raise up wise servants to take their place next year. We thank you for Valencia and Andy who love and teach our children. Bless them with vibrant faith and satisfaction in their ministry. We pray for our pastors and cell group leaders who care for and teach us. Keep the flame of desire to know you ever burning in their hearts. Grant our pastors discernment of what your spirit is saying to the church as they prepare sermons. We pray for those of us who struggle with depression, anxiety, or loss of joy in life, that we may feel your strong and comforting presence and seek out support. We pray for those of us who struggle with temptations and addictions, for your spirit's power to liberate us and humility to seek out accountability. We pray for those of us who have doubts about our faith, that you may help us remain open 
as we wrestle with the doubts and that you may meet us and help us to know you. And now we pray for people who are on our hearts and quietly name them before you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And now reflection on prayer. So easily do we pray for the wrong things, for strength that we may achieve, and God gives us weakness that we may be humble, for health that we may do great things, and God gives us infirmity that we may do better things, for riches that we may be happy, and God gives us poverty that we may be wise. For all things that we may enjoy life, and God gives us life that we may enjoy all things. And so, receiving nothing that we have asked for, but all that we have genuinely hoped for, our prayer has been answered, and we have been blessed. Amen. you are the
Good morning, and welcome to Free Community Church and our Sunday service. Um, throughout this season, we have been using Menti as our engagement tool um, so that we can collaborate and we can reflect together um, on, as the sermon develops. Uh, and today, the uh, Menti code is 38447476. I'll give you some time to either you know, scan the QR code or go to menti.com and enter the, um, the Menti code um, so you can join us. Really invite you to participate. Um, today, maybe the questions are a little more um, yes/no, so that um, um, it might be easier. Uh, I see more participation with those, um, but there are still some that I would like to really hear um, your voice. And so we construct it together, and we through that, um, and we can learn from one another in the process. So again, the the Meti code is um, three eight four. Uh, four seven four seven six. Yeah. So here we go again. Um, this sermon series is here we grow. I would imagine if I'm sitting in the congregation right now, I won't be saying this here we go um, with enthusiasm. It will almost be like groaning, here we go again. It is the season of Lent again. We are talking about growing again. And we are talking about waiting again. You know, it's almost like, are we there yet? We have talked a lot about waiting during the season of Advent. As we waited for Christmas, as we waited to celebrate the coming of Christ. And here we are talking about waiting again. I want to ask you, what comes to mind when you hear waiting? And how do you feel about waiting? We wait all the time. What comes to your mind when you hear the word waiting? To come, or to stop, come to a pause, discomfort, nervous, a liminal space. Patience, anxiety, uncertainty, impatience, being patient, tired, lateness, waiting for public transport. Yes, I'm going to talk about that. That's for my examples. Be patient, reflect, and think. Over, impatient, stress, queuing, Singaporeans' greatest pastime. Hope, I hate waiting. Faith. Patience, agony, scared, anxiety, uncertainty, apprehension, anticipation, VTL, okay, something is happening. Thank you, thank you for, oh, play with phone, yes, that's what we are always glued towards, right? Or screwing through social media, surrender, listening, frustration, delayed gratification is not always my strength, mine neither, you know, chocolate finishes very quickly when I open a bar waiting for his coming, traffic on positive note growth, waiting is full unknown, hoping that the curry chicken noodle is worth it. I think the one at Holland Village, you know, uh, not Holland Village, Holland, uh, Holland Drive, Holland, Clo Holland Drive, Holland Drive, the brick market, the red brick market, the, yeah, the curry chicken noodle is good, yes. Constipated, passing of time, thank you. In our consumerist culture today, waiting is a negative thing. 
waiting is considered a waste of time. We want waiting to be as short as possible, right? When you go to a restaurant or you go to anywhere to, have, to be served or uh, you rate their service based on how much time you need to wait. And even getting from one point to another, we want to take the shortest route possible, right? Um, when we go, you know, go to Google's Maps, we want to have the shortest time possible. Well, but that's how the world sees things. That's not how God sees us, right? Um, we are told waiting is not productive. And we have to be constantly on the move, doing something, be productive, make a difference. Our worth is based on what we can do, what we can produce. That's how the world sees things. God doesn't see us that way. We are worthy, we are beloved unconditionally. Do you believe that you are beloved? Do you believe that you are loved unconditionally? Because if you do, if you have faith that God loves us unconditionally, then embracing this truth means that we can let go of the need to be constantly in motion, constantly doing something, constantly being busy. Because that is restlessness. I chose the worship song, Restless, because it resonates so much with what I want to say today. I'm restless till I rest in you. This is the qu a quote from St. Augustine of Hippo. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Restlessness is that desire to be filled and fulfilled. When we lament, here we go again. When we complain, are we there yet? When we complain, why are we waiting? We are restless. And I want to ask you, what is the opposite of restlessness? What is the opposite of restlessness? Power, restfulness, <laughs> restlessness, restfulness, calmness, energetic calm, patient, hyperactive. I don't think hyperactive is the opposite of restlessness. I think hyperactive is restlessness. It seems that peace seems to be coming up to be the most popular word. Chill, calm, confidence, secure, sleeping. Thank you. Thank you for your participation. The opposite of restlessness is stillness. Calmness will be another word for it, right? Peace. It's only when we slow down and allow ourselves to observe and reflect that we can see ourselves and our, the changes within ourselves. But are we willing to slow down are we willing to, be, to reflect? Are we willing to be still? Pauline asked us during her sermon last week, will you sow intention to return to God with your whole heart and live like it? 
do you realize that slowing down, reflecting, waiting, being still are ways of sowing our intention to return to God? It is our way of returning to God with our whole hearts and living like it. I often anchor myself in the verse I use as a prayer, be still and know I am God. I have taught this prayer several times you know, um, over the years. Um, it's a very simple prayer and I'll just shorten it you know, because I'm going to teach you another one later. Be still and know I am God and you take a deep breath and you drop a word. Be still and know I am and you drop another word and take a deep breath. Be still and know I be still and know, be still and, be still, be. This is a prayer that I do when I'm anxious, when I'm going to step into doing something that I have no idea what's going to happen next. When I have, I'm filled with anxiety and, 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 and doubt. There are many things that I have to do that Pauline and I have to do as pastors, that sometimes we think that it is too big for us. And those moments, it is when we try to be still and we let God take charge. I want to read from Psalm 46 where this verse comes from. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with the surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. God lifts God's voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations God has brought on the earth. God makes war cease to the ends of the earth. God breaks the bow and shatters the spear. God burns the shields with fire. God says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God says, be still and know I am God. But be still when we are in trouble. Be still when the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Be still in times of war. Being still, as simple as it sounds, is not easy because it requires us to give up control and trust God. Being still is about waiting. Waiting for God and waiting on God. I've always wondered about what Jesus said to Martha in the Gospel according to Luke in chapter 10. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. 
So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. I've always wondered about this passage, because without someone doing the actual work, all the preparations that are necessary, then nothing will get done. If everybody's sitting there listening, nothing will happen. You can imagine if all the people here are just sitting there and listening, nobody manning the AV, nobody setting up the sound, the cameras, the lights, nobody set, setting up the YouTube broad, broadcast, nobody at the door doing the safe entry, we wouldn't have church right now. People need to be doing things, right? But I've come to realize that that's not what Jesus is saying to Martha. Jesus is not saying that you don't have to make preparations. Jesus was specifically addressing Martha here. Too often we misinterpret the Bible to take something that is a, a very specific instance and make it apply generally. When that instance, there are some things that we need to pay attention to. And what do we need to pay attention to? What did Jesus say to Martha? He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. That's not sounding like someone who is doing preparations. Martha here is restless. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen what is better and you will not be taken from her. What is this one thing? Mary is resting in God. Mary is being present. Martha, on the other hand, is not being present. Martha is distracted by all the preparations needed. But why is Martha distracted? Could it be that Martha, like so many of us today, is not able to be still because being still means we have to confront all the things that we do not want to deal with? Could it be that busying herself with all the preparation work is to distract herself? Could it be that Martha gets uncomfortable when she's, she's not busy and she thinks that her worthiness is based on her performance and her work? Could it be that she's looking at everyone, all the guests in the house and looking at Jesus and thinking, oh my, I better be preparing everything to perfection, otherwise they will think that I am not good. I'm not good enough. Could it be that she has yet to take that very first step to allow herself to be still, to be present, to allow herself to be loved and embrace her own belovedness? Perhaps that's what Mary was doing. Perhaps that's the one thing that needs, that is, there's, there's only need of one thing. Are you Martha? I have been Martha. Some people have described me as cannot sit still. I'd be constantly doing something so that I'm distracted. You know, sitting still for too long, out comes the phone and scrolling through social media. I'm unable 
to deal with stillness. And sometimes I think I might be even unwilling to sit still. Sometimes, in our stillness, we hear the negative voices we are running away from. We are not good enough. We are a fraud. Maybe that's why we want to avoid stillness. Sometimes, regrets come to mind. Things that I should have done better in a different way comes up to my mind. And I want to run away from them. Maybe that's why I've been avoiding stillness. And maybe there are parts of ourselves we do not like. And being still means that we have to face that part of ourselves. But do we realize that it's also in this same stillness that God speaks to us? When we are busy, when we keep ourselves busy, distracting ourselves and keep being Martha, we will not hear what God is saying to us, what God is prompting us, and the areas that God is prompting us to grow. Who are you more like? Mary or Martha? I didn't give an option to be in between. I think I've grown myself, but I still think that I'm more Martha than Mary. I still struggle to be still. I still busy myself. You know, now with Wordle and the 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 and all the octodle and city coddle. I don't know if any one of you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I find myself distracting myself playing that. Trying to be... Um, Wordle is that word game. And uh, of course, uh, several other people have come up with different versions and I'm playing CD Cordle, which is doing 16 boards at the same time. You know, that probably reflects how much noise is going on in my head that I cannot be still. Thank you for being honest and reflective. And I want to invite you to think about, you know, if you are like Martha, what is God inviting you to do next? Right? I think God is inviting us to return with our whole hearts. And God is waiting for us. And it requires us to wait and be still. When we wait for the bus to come, when we wait for our turn in the queue, we are not waiting for nothing. We are waiting for something. We're waiting in expectation and hope. Waiting is hopeful. I mean, if the last bus have gone, I don't think we'll be waiting at the bus stop anymore, unless you want to wait for the first bus in the next morning. So when we wait, we wait in hope. On our faith journey, when we wait in hope, we wait in faith. We wait having faith that we are God's beloved and trusting that God is with us. We wait in hope that God will be faithful. We need to trust that God has already planted that seed within us. 
then this waiting is allowing the seed to germinate, sprout, and grow. But this waiting is also open-ended. Unlike waiting for the bus, we don't know where God is leading us. I would have not thought back in 2006 that I'll be here as the pastor of CC now. I want to invite you to think about maybe five years ago or ten years ago. Can your younger self, five years ago, ten years ago, imagine where you are right now and who you are today? We often don't sit back and reflect and think we're constantly drawn by all the things that's happening and all the things that are lead in motion, moving from one point to the next. I want to invite you to pause because to think if, wow, if five years ago, if ten years ago, you cannot imagine that you'll be here at this point where you are, then if you cannot imagine where you'll be here today, do you think that God may lead you somewhere that you cannot imagine five and ten years down the road? Because the future is open-ended. I often hear people saying that God has a plan. Yes, there is a plan, but God isn't a micromanager who has everything mapped out. The plan is more like a general direction, right? Just like justice bends, the, the arc of history bends with justice. It's a direction. Because if God is a micromanager who has everything mapped out, that is far too limiting. And then we won't have free will. From the song Seasons we heard during worship, the lyric says, God could have saved us in a second, but instead, God sent a child. Can you think about that for a moment? What does that mean? It means that the way God the plan is rolled out. It's very different from how we imagine it to be. The time scale of salvation is also different from what we imagine it to be. God is the God of infinite possibilities. And God's will draws us in a certain direction. But we're invited we are not forced. We can choose to align ourselves with God's will or we can resist. And very often, in different points in our lives or maybe even on the same day, we choose both. There are some decisions we are aligned with God's will and some decisions we are not. And I want to... to perhaps um, help you see it more clearly. I think that one way to, one example will be like gravity. We're all pulled towards the earth, gravity, right? But there are also other forces at play, right? Just as the leaf drops from the tree onto the ground, 
the wind can adjust the direction of where the leaf lands. And the reality is that we can give high gravity. We fly with the aid of technology. And some people, you know, the few, are even able to break out of the gravity of the Earth through spacecraft. So where God's will and God's plan is direction, it's a draw, it's a force of attraction, and we can choose to align ourselves or not. And one thing that I think is, you know, when we think about God's will, war is not God's will. And I want to say that because too often people think that war is something that God wants to cleanse the earth or something. No. It is our nature, not God's nature, because wars are not love. I was engaging someone online because um, someone was saying, love is willing to go to war for you. I absolutely recoiled at that. Because love is non-violent. Love is healing. And when we say that love goes to war for you, the subtext that we don't really see is that love then is willing to kill and harm for you. And that's the antithesis of love. Love does no harm. So we need to really understand theologically what are, what are things that are aligned with God and what's not. War is not. Indeed, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4 says, They shall beat swords to plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn of war no more. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. This is the God we worship. And yet, here we are. The wars have not ceased. The thing is that human beings have free will and our selfishness, our ego, our desire to be God, to be in control, all moves us away from God's will. All these wars stem from our ego, our greed, our pride, our selfishness, and our inability to love one another like God loves us. God's will for humanity is peace. And it requires all of us to be aligned with God's will. All of humanity to be drawn in the same direction, just like gravity. All of us agreeing that violence shall never be used as a solution. And that will be the day that the kingdom of God will be established. So that's the big picture. What about our individual lives? Are we willing to let go and allow God to mould us and shape us and align us with God's will so that this will transform us? This waiting is surrender. Surrendering to God. But how do we surrender? We've been told often trying the same thing again and again and expecting a different outcome is insanity. But isn't doing the same thing again and again practice as well? Those of you who are musicians, to learn a new music piece, you practice. 
again and again and again. And you practice not just to the point where you play the piece correctly. I, I, I love this um, quotation that I came across. An amateur does something until they get it right. A professional does something until they cannot get it wrong. So we practice. Being still, surrendering, waiting requires practice. The more we do it, the more we are connected. The more we do it, the less anxiety we'll feel, the more calm we'll get. It requires us to learn how to be comfortable with ourselves in our own skin, with our own thoughts, our own feelings. Being still means that what is going on inside us may catch up with us. And it may be overwhelming in the beginning. It may be frightening. It might be painful. But that's the same way God catches up with us. And that way, we give God an opportunity to speak to us, to prompt us, to do something with us, and to help us transform. And perhaps that's the way to transform our pain instead of transmitting our pain. What do you think is required for us to grow? What is required for us to be still? What's the one thing that you think requires us to grow? What is required? Love? Understanding, patience, belief, motivation? I don't think love is enough. And sometimes the word love is um, overused, right? Will that love move you into action? Or it's just something that you just say, I love this, right? Open-mindedness, community support, Humility, self-control, make amends. Thank you. All this are required for us to be to grow, and requires us is requ and a lot of them are required for us to be still. Someone said, experience. The very first thing that we need, I think, is willingness. Are you willing to be still? Because we can be unwilling. We often give excuses. You know, not enough time. You know, not comfortable. I don't have experience. There's no support. Um, yeah. It's far easier to remain where we are even when we are in a place of suffering because it's what we are familiar with and what we are used to. The uncertainty is even more scary. But have we thought about how to face the uncertainty? When we fear the unknown, is the unknown really that bad? Because actually when we tease out the unknown, 
they are known is actually a lot better than sitting there and still remain in a place of suffering. But not only that, when we are willing, we are also willing to be challenged and be uncomfortable. Especially, you know, what people say, open-mindedness, humility. Are you willing? If you're willing, then I'd like to invite you to translate your willingness and your intention into action. We are kicking off our Lent prayer series this Wednesday, and, and it's uh, from 8 to 9.30. Uh, Pauline will be leading the first one in Centering Prayer. And I want to invite you to join us. You'll be on the prayer link as well, right? The Zoom meeting. Yeah, it's on Zoom. And it's the same link for our Wednesday prayer meetings at um, fcc.la/fccprays. That's the standard link that we have every Wednesday for our prayer meeting. And I want to invite you to join this session to learn, right? Centering prayer. One, you know, if you want to translate into action. But for some of you, perhaps, you cannot make it for these sessions. And perhaps one and a half hours may be too much, right? And that's okay. Because I want to invite you to do something simpler. But it's not a one-session thing. I want to invite you to do a practice that you can do just for two minutes. And however, this practice requires you to do it once in the morning and once in the evening. And I hope that you can do this until Easter Sunday. I previously shared, Be still and know I am God. This time, I will uh, want to introduce you to a meditative prayer based on a verse from the Lord's Prayer. You don't have to memorize the entire Lord's Prayer. It's just this verse, Thy will be done. As simple as that. Thy will be done. And how this meditation or meditative prayer goes is, you take a deep breath and thy will be done. And you take three deep breaths, slow ones, don't rush it. Thy will be done. And another three deep breaths. And then, thy will be done. And then you move into a time of silence until the two minutes is up. Of course, if you are like me, who have a monkey mind, thoughts will surface very quickly, you know. Oh no, I need to do this. I need to get a cup of coffee after this. You know, if you do it in the morning, the first thing you wake up, you, know, you start thinking about what you need to do for the rest of the day. That's okay. Because that's how our brains work. You know, things will pop up in our mind. If you get these thoughts popping up in your mind, then you go back to, Thy will be done. And take three deep breaths. What I invite you to do is, you know, most of you have a mobile phone, just set a timer for two minutes. Every morning and every evening before bed. If you are willing to commit to this, two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening until Easter Sunday, Perhaps you'll notice a change in you. 
it will not be immediate. But it, you will feel a shift. And you may hear God speaking to you or in prompting you, inviting you to something. I don't know. Because God is a God of infinite possibilities. And God may want to say a different thing to each one of us. This is how you can be Mary instead of Martha. Will you commit to doing that? I hope you do. I hope that you do that. So to kick things off, right, I want to invite you to do... Let me get my phone. To do this meditation with me for two minutes. Timer. Take a deep breath. Thy will be done. Three deep breaths. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. And that's two minutes. <laughs> I don't know how to shut this off. <laughs> Thank you. Not rehearsed, so there. So I want to invite you to take this on as a practice. Two minutes. And I'll let you on a secret, because after a while, 
as you get more comfortable with two minutes, you might want to extend it out to three or four, as you are willing and able to do that. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I think that that's a beginning for us to connect more deeply by being still, by being present, and also in being present, we sense and get connected to God's presence that's always with us. Simone Weil, a Jewish writer, says, Waiting patiently in expectation is the foundation of the spiritual life. So in this season of Here We Grow, I invite you to start waiting to grow. Amen. We have now come to a time of communion. For those who are joining us at home, uh, you can, this is now a good time to prepare your elements that represent the bread and wine so that we may participate together. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you don't have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Together. God of mercy and justice, be with us. We lift our hearts to you, not because we have to, not because we are supposed to, but because it's how we respond to your unconditional love, because it feels good to know we are loved. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your mercy, of how you gave food to the poor, clothes to the naked, and shelter to the lost. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your justice of how you gave freedom to the enslaved opportunity to the outcast and peace to the war horn you acted with both mercy and justice rescuing the israelites from slavery in egypt providing them with manna when they were hungry and your people acted with both mercy and justice like the prophets who cried out to care for widow often and foreigner, and those who provided food, shelter, and community. You have shared your mercy and justice with us, not only as gifts to be received from you, but as gifts that we are to share with the world. We see this gift most clearly in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus showed us what a life of mercy and justice looked like. 
In mercy, he gave food to the hungry. With justice, he broke social custom and shared tables with the powerful and the lowly at once. In mercy, he cared for the sick. With justice, he broke religious custom and healed on the Sabbath. In mercy, he had compassion for the poor. With justice, he spoke out against the empire that held them in poverty. In mercy, he washed his disciples' feet. With justice, he died without protest to expose a corrupt system. On the night he was handed over to the unjust system that killed him, he protested by sharing a meal with his friends. There, he took bread, gave thanks to, for God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his broken body every time they ate bread. After they ate, he took the cup, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his spilled blood every time they drank wine. But that wasn't all. God's mercy and justice burst forth when Jesus died, and His resurrection gave hope to all those who hunger for mercy and thirst for justice. God will always equip those who seek to share mercy and justice. Even death cannot stop God's incredible grace. So we ask God's Holy Spirit to be poured out in this meal on these gifts of mercy, bread and juice, that we may remember Jesus' ministry of mercy and justice, that these gifts of mercy may become for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may show mercy and do justice, not just for ourselves, but for the transformation of the world. May I invite the stewards to come forward to collect the elements. Due to uh, safe distancing measures, please uh, wait for the stewards to reach out and uh, give you the elements. For those joining us for the first time, please hold on to the elements so that we may partake of it together.
Let's partake the elements with gratefulness. you to stand and join me in prayer of communion together God through this meal we pray that your grace will empower us to do justice to offer mercy and to do so with humility you have given us your son as an example and your Holy Spirit as advocate give us the courage to do your work in the world amen please be seated Uh, I'd like to welcome you once again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. And I'm so glad to see that the mentee responds that there are so many Marthas in our community because, you know, we need all the Marthas to do all the volunteer work. Since there are so many Marthas, you know that you are needed and there are many ministries which you can take part in. So do remember to sign up and volunteer with us. All right, uh, I'd like to thank Pastor Mia for the sermon. Uh, I think. Uh, being still is indeed a very, very difficult task. But to me, the more difficult task is actually to discern the will of God. When we want to talk about aligning ourselves to the will of God, how do I know that whatever God wills for me is the same as what God wills for you? And what if they are totally opposite? So whose God is right and whose God's will is right? So I think uh, in this Easter season, as some of us may be Practicing giving up on things like alcohol, chocolate, or whatever you, are, you have chosen to give up for the season of Lent. Uh, I hope that maybe we'll consider giving up this unwillingness and then we take part in trying to be still. And may we, in this stillness, be able to hear God's voice and discern God's will for us in our life. So indeed, welcome once again to FCC. And now we'll have our very first slide to welcome the newcomers. If you are new with us for the first time, this whether is it this Sunday or just the previous few Sundays, uh, we encourage you to fill up the form, the welcome form at fcc.la/welcome, uh, so that one of our staff may reach out to you. Every month, we actually have got a newcomers meeting. Uh, this month's newcomers meeting will be on 27th of March, 2022, after service. Uh, this newcomers meeting will allow you to uh, have a chance to get to know a few uh, get to know our pastoral staff, get to know some of the leaders, get to know what FCC stands for, what is FCC's theology, how the FCC come about, etc. etc. So if you are interested to join the newcomers meeting, uh, please send an email to info at freecomchurch.org. Uh, now we have come to the collection segment of the service. Uh, we actually collect for two funds. One is for FCC general fund, one is for FCC building fund. Uh, both funds serve different purposes. But regardless, uh, both funds are actually for the survival of FCC. I mean, whatever FCC presents, uh, to be able to put up a service, a broadcast service online, to be able to run services on Sundays, to be able to support our cell groups, our ministries, uh, all these fundings actually go into the help. 
So if you are interested to give, you may give by PayNow by scanning the two QR codes, or you may also give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. Please note that giving by credit card, uh, the platform will actually uh, charge a platform fee and not all will come to uh, FCC itself. So as we prepare to give, uh, let us give thanks. God, indeed, we give thanks to you that you are always here with us. Whether be in storms in our lives or whether our lives are peaceful now. But it is us that sometimes cannot sense your presence because we are distracted by so many worldly things and distracted by so many issues and so many problems happening around the world. But God, we know that if we keep still and if we anchor ourselves in you, your peace, your love will be with us. And with us sensing your love, may we continue to give love to others as a response to your love for us. God, indeed, we give thanks to all who give in terms of financial, in terms of time, in terms of effort, in terms of energy. That every little step that we give and every little step that we move forward in, that we are moving in the direction that you call us to be. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Uh, for those on site, if you'd like to give by dropping something into the collection bags, uh, we'll just, just lift up your hands and then the stewards will come forward to you. Thank you. For the announcements today, uh, baptism and membership class. Uh, FCC runs baptism once a year during Easter season, membership twice a year, once during Easter and once du during our anniversary service. So if you are interested uh, to either get baptized or to become a member of FCC, uh, these are the classes, the dates for the classes are on 31st March and 7th of April separately. Please register by scanning the QR code or you may register at fcc.la slash 2022 baptism for both the baptism and the membership classes. Uh, as one was mentioned in the sermon, uh, this season of Lent, we actually have got three prayer sessions uh, that takes place in place of the normal weekly prayer on Wednesday. So for this coming Wednesday, 16th of March, we actually have Centering Prayer facilitated by Pastor Pauline. Then we have Lectio Divina facilitated by Wendy. And then we have Praying for Others on 30th of March. It will only last from 8 to 9.30. Even though I have to say that that two minutes was the longest two minutes in my life just now. So I don't know how you're going to last the 8 to 9.30. Oh, it's a teaching class. Don't worry, you're not praying for one and a half hours. Okay. So it's a teaching class, so if you are interested to join, please sign up at info at freecomchurch.org. So FCC One Sheep Board Meeting Dates. Alright, the board, I think, yeah, for the previous two Sundays, we've been always talking about the board. Uh, the FCC organisation is such that the board is elected uh, every year, and each term is actually for a term for two years. So currently, if you do not know who are on the board, we have uh, Gary Chan, we have Sean Lee, we have... Jimmy Tio, we have David Huang, and we have myself. So there are only five members on this board, and this year, 
four of us are able to step down and not stand for re-election if we choose not to. So uh, the reason why we are actually sharing this is that we want to really plea for volunteers for the board because a lot of us have served for very many years and as much as possible, we will serve to whatever our abilities and energy that we call us, that calls us to be. But sometimes we can be tired and we might need to step down and just take a break from time to time. So we'd like to invite FCC members who may or may not be interested to join the board yet. But if you actually feel an inkling of a calling to say that, hey, I'm Mata, I want to be distracted by things, then I might let the board distract me. Come and join us for the board meeting. It's on Saturday, 2nd of April, 11 June, 13 August, 15 October, 10th of December. It actually happens only once every two months. So this board meeting is actually open to all FCC members to uh, come and just uh, observe and listen and know what actually the board of the FCC actually does. So a lot of times, you know, you as uh, members and friends of SEC, you see things just get done. Oh, we're having this activity, we're having that activity. There's actually a lot of thoughts that go behind it as to why we want to do this, or what's the reason behind, or why is this year's focus on leadership, etc., etc. So I think if you come and observe the board meetings, you will actually have an idea why is it that, uh, how FCC actually... Uh, uh, kind of like directs itself and kind of what's the direction of SEC and the focus for the year of the next two years, etc. So if you'd like to join, uh, the board meeting is from 9.30 to 1pm. It may run longer depending on the gender. Please send an email to info at freecomchurch.org if you would like to join us. Uh, again, I'd like to say that uh, the board members are normal FCC members. What we do is we just come to uh, offer our skills and our time because we firmly believe in the vision of FCC and the need for FCC to exist. So do not worry that you think that you do not have any things to offer or something, but seriously, it's just for you to come on, uh, come on board and actually uh, uh, run FCC, not run, we don't run FCC, sorry, uh, to come and like, kind of like, you know, participate in building this community because this is a congregational community and it doesn't belong to just a few people or just the pastors, but everybody's effort and time actually take a part in building this community for the LGBTQ community and any marginalised community that the church might have rejected. Now we invite uh, Pastor Pauline to come and give the benediction. So before we go into the benediction, you know, I just you know, wanted to thank people like Jamie, our board members, our council members, who have really been working very, very hard behind the scenes. And, um, and some of them have been tirelessly working for more than decades. Okay? So um, if you, this is something that God is kind of speaking to you. The Spirit is kind of you know, nudging you a little bit and saying, I think I could find out a little bit more. Uh, this is your church. All right, so I want to invite you to consider um, and, and just come join us for one of the meetings and so you have an idea if this is you know, something for you. Okay? Um, will you rise if you are able and willing for the benediction? Loving God, we are willing. We are willing to wait in hope. We are willing to still ourselves before your presence. 
We are willing to return to you with our whole hearts. And so now go. Go as God's people who are willing, waiting, loving. And may our God of peace and hope go with you always. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us for service this Sunday. Um, it was so lovely to see all of you. And please have a wonderful and a blessed week ahead.